It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Looney. I have definitely been stirred lately uh, over the issue of, I guess I would call it action. I even named this uh, particular Daily Thunder episode Manly Action uh, because for me that's uh that's a phrase that's that is pithy and 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 needed right now i i want to be doing i don't want to be sitting and the quarantine has a tendency to potentially uh move us into a stationary state where it's like oh i can't talk to people oh i can't do much you know the government says i can't it is imperative that uh, we as the body of christ are ready and in position to give the life of Jesus and now. Uh, there's a, a chapter in the Bible, Job chapter 29, which I've often said is the is the most manly chapter uh, in the Bible. You know, women have Proverbs 31, but men have Job chapter 29. It really is an extraordinary chapter. Now, most of us don't like to hang out in the book of Job. It's a little dangerous. We don't want uh, that which happened to Job to happen to us. But technically, what you all want, truly, if you're a man, you want to be like Job. It's, it's a picture of Jesus Christ. And you wonder what uh, God was so excited about uh, in Job, because he's bragging about him to the devil in the very beginning of the book. And when you get to Job chapter 29, you get insight into that. And I want to read uh, some select portions of Job chapter 29, starting in verse 7. And, uh, and I think you'll, you'll find the, the beauty of it here. This is Job talking. When I went out to the gate by the city, when I took my seat in the open square, the young men saw me and hid, and the aged arose and stood. The princes refrained from talking and put their hand on their mouth. The voice of nobles was hushed and their tongue stuck to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard, then it blessed me. And when the eye saw, then it approved me because I delivered the poor who cried out. You see, you're going to have this list of things that happen. This man has such respect. He has garnered such honor in his hometown that when he even steps forth into the city, to the city gate, it's like... Everyone hushes. Everyone leans in to listen. They want to know what this man has to say. Why? Well, it gives the because. Because I delivered the poor who cried out. Because Job had action. The fatherless and the one who had no helper. The blessing of a perishing man came upon me and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind and I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor and I searched out the case that I did not know and I broke the fangs of the wicked and plucked the victim from his teeth. It's manly action. You see, this manly action garnered him a leadership position in his culture. What we are needing is men and women who will do, who will actually activate the truth of God's word and live it out, not just esteem it in their head, but do it. Men listened to me and waited and kept silence for my counsel. After my words, they did not speak again, and my speech settled on them as dew. They waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth wide as for the spring rain. If I mocked at them, they did not believe it. In the light of my countenance, they did not cast down. I chose the way for them and sat as chief. 
So I dwelt as a king in the army, as one who comforts mourners. I want to follow a guy like that. I esteem the same thing that these people esteemed, a man who does it, a man who lives it. We as my father's son gathering last night, uh, over the weekend, we watched Free Burma Rangers. So we were all required to watch it sometime uh, by ourselves because it's a little difficult when we're in quarantine season to watch it together. And then we came together last night to discuss it. And this is what it was about. It was about manly action. It's about what we need to do as men. And that, that movie is so pithy and powerful and stirring because this Eubanks family is going to go and do something that most of us only esteem. We will read about it in books or we'll see it in movies, but will we do it? Will we take our own families into the dangerous place to share the gospel of Jesus Christ? And that's who we esteem. Those are the ones that are going to have the weight of, uh, of voice and vote in our world. And so I want each of us to freshly take inventory of our lives and to say, what am I doing for Jesus? Not just what am I thinking, but what am I willing to do? So we look at the mighty men of old, and I don't think there's many of us that you know don't just quickly agree. There's no arm twisting necessary to see. I want to be one of the mighties. I want to be one of David's closest but what is it about the mighties that defines them? What did they have that we often do not? Well, there's sort of a giveaway of that in 1 Samuel 22 too. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him, David. And he became a captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. What's an interesting list? It wasn't in everyone that was strong and everyone that was valiant and everyone that was noble. It says everyone that was in distress, everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented. You see, there's two systems. There's a system of Saul, who's the reigning king, and there's a system of David. David lives in a cave. There's nothing comfortable about it. But why would people, why would 400 men go to David in a cave? Because they were looking for a man of action to follow. They were looking for someone that could actually lift their life and elevate their life to a new level. It's the same thing we're doing. You see, we have to be in distress, in debt, and discontented to finally awaken to the power of the gospel. We have to recognize inside of this, and I'm pointing at Eric Ludy right now, inside of Eric Ludy, there isn't sufficiency to be able to pull off the grand life, the life that I esteem. I esteem great masculinity, but I in and of myself don't possess what I need. I need something from the outside invading this life to enable this body to live as it ought to live. It's actually the gospel. I need Jesus. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. This is gained in and through faith in Christ, humbling myself, repenting and believing. It changes the nature of my existence. I go from being self-made to being God-made. I go from being self-controlled by me to being God-controlled by the Holy Spirit. This is the transfer of kingdom from darkness to light. It is essential for a man. It is essential for each one of us. If you're living your life, even your Christianity in your own strength, it's really not the, the, the thing you're after. God's not pleased with that. God wants a Christianity that's lived in his strength, by his power, by his grace. Are we yet distressed and indebted and discontented with our own way of living? Are we ready to leave everything and come to the cave 
and meet Jesus and live the life that he has called us to live. There's, it's, it's a less comfortable life. I just want to forewarn you about that. It goes against the grain and Saul actually, what was it, 21 assassination attempts on David? In other words, the guy you're following is a wanted, hunted man. You follow Jesus and you get treated as Jesus was treated. You need to remember that he was pinned to two pieces of wood and hung on a cross. So what did they have? Well, they recognized their impoverishment and that they needed something outside themselves in order to be great. Do you recognize that? So I I was trying to figure out a a metaphor for this, of what was stirring inside of me. And here here it is. Whether or not it's great, I'm not sure. But I'm going to call it the $100,000 debt. If you had a $100,000 debt, and imagine that the interest on it was just weighty, and just to stay up with it, you couldn't do it. It was overwhelming you. And so no matter how hard you worked during the day, you could not overcome this debt. In fact, you couldn't even pay the interest on it, let alone pay it down. So there's just really no hope. And so you're in a desperate state. Now, imagine that you take that $100,000 debt and imagine that someone gives you a $100,000 gift. Now, what I'm trying to do is liken this to the gift that we receive as Christians when we awaken, when we see the power of the gospel, when we see the need of lost souls, when we are stirred to recognize the grace of God. So we are given something. We are given that which would solve our riddles. And right now, I don't care what riddles you have. I don't care if you're struggling financially because of COVID-19 and the quarantine and you lost your job. I don't care if it's a health thing and you're laying in bed uh, with a respirator because of COVID-19. You could have issues that have nothing to do with COVID-19. And yet, it doesn't really matter. The solution is there in Jesus Christ. And he doesn't always remove uh, all of our challenges. If you've noticed, when he came to rescue uh, Israel, he didn't uh, destroy the, the Romans. And that would have made sense. Just get rid of the Romans. We'll be happy. No, he has a deeper thing that he's after. He's after the root of sin. He's after the root problem in your life so that you can be free to live abundantly for Jesus Christ. But imagine he gives you a $100,000 gift. Now, what, what should you do with that? Now, if you have a $100,000 debt, it only makes sense that you'd pay off your debt. But some of us, we get this gift and we spend it wrongly. You get this understanding of the goodness of God and you don't use it the way God intended you to use it. You should say, God, I'm all in. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. And I personally, just in my own processing in this, I recognize that I have splurged certain aspects of God's grace just on myself to have a more comfortable life. And I've done that at times. You know, I, I try and live a radical life for Jesus, but I recognize that there are, there are exposure times when the Holy Spirit will, will show me. It's like, Eric, what's this? You see, you've been given freedom. You've been given liberty, but not so that you could live comfortably, but so that you could live abandoned for me. And I see it. And I want to spend this grace that he's given me. I want to use it rightly to deal with that which has held me back from being fully available to God Almighty. You see, as long as I'm living selfishly, I'm not his. But he has given me the remedy for selfishness. He's given me himself. He's given me the power of the Holy Spirit so that I can go, so that I can do, so that I can speak even when it's unpopular. I can stand even when everyone else is sitting. There is a need for manly action And I tell you what, this COVID-19 season is the perfect thing to awaken people to their need of the gospel. And here you are, a carrier 
of it. You have the vaccine that they need. They need hope. They need truth. They need Jesus. God's blessings. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening.